the mother came in with her cute little girl and her baby in its stroller. Hi, said the woman. Hello, said Sarah unwelcomingly. I'm looking for a birthday card for a six-year-old child. We've got plenty of them. It's from my friend Jonathan, said the girl in a very high voice. He's having a party and I've been invited. Have you, dear? How nice. Sarah looked at the child's golden curls. She pointed to a section against the left wall. The mother riffled a few cards that said six today or happy sixth birthday in gold or silver or a dusting of red sprinkles. One had a removable pin which said, I'm six. There were Snoopy cards and Batman cards and Thomas the Tank Engine cards. Which do you like, honey? I want a Disney card, said the child in her delightfully chiming voice. Finding Nemo or Mickey Mouse. There don't seem to be any Disney cards. This one's nice. Snoopy the dog and that strange yellow bird whose name Sarah couldn't remember held between them a sign saying six. Nah, I want Disney. Uh, please, where are your Disney cards? Sarah said with excruciating politeness, We don't stock Disney. We've lots of great cards, but no Disney. Look, there's a Batman. All boys like Batman. I take it this Jonathan is a boy. Mom, can we go to the Disney store? No, Alice, we're going to pick out a card right here. I want to go to the Disney store. Alice, if you don't shut up, we'll go home without a card and you won't go to Jonathan's party. I want a Disney card, Mama. Alice, choose a card, please, said Mother. She aged seven years. I want a Disney card. Jonathan hates Snoopy. Well, then, like the lady said, Batman. Alice said so quietly it could not be heard but for its intense emotional force. Disney. Choose. We can't take all day. We've got to go and visit Grandma in the hospital. Now choose. I want to go to the Disney store. Sarah's patient had run out. Look, little Alice, why don't you sod off and get a Disney card then, eh? Because, frankly, I hate bloody Disney cards. I'd like to cut Mickey's nose off if I had a pair of scissors to hand, which, in fact, I do in this drawer here. And if he's not anywhere nearby, I may have to cut your nose off instead. So if I were you, I would piss off out of my store and get your card somewhere else. Don't you talk to my child like that. Kindly get out of my shop. Where's the manager? Dear, I am the bloody manager. Now piss off. Sarah held the door open. Come along, Alice. The girl ran to her, and as she crossed the threshold, she burst into sobs of lovely tears. Sarah let the door swing shut, but just before it closed, she said on her breath so that only a little girl could hear, Snip, snip. The door touched the back of Alice's little pink shoes. Sarah went back to the counter, feeling a little better for the confrontation. I expect the last bloody thing I'll see on my deathbed is that fucking mouse. She flipped open the New York Post. Dave and Ruth came back arm in arm from lunch. Your turn, said Dave. How's it been? Quiet. Be back ASAP, said Dave, tapping his watch. I will kick your ass, ASAP, if you don't watch it, young man. Ruth and Dave went into the office. Make Someone's Day, Cards and Gifts was a genuine success story, though Sarah herself was marginal to its success. She had put money into it when David and Ruth were looking for what they had called an investor. They had not expected their investor to become the ongoing presence that Sarah was, but merely to receive a percentage of the profits. The special of the day was sliced duck sautéed with basil leaves, and very good it was too, served with countless little cups of tea. She crumbled her fortune cookie. Just as you feel old, youth will revive you. 
Sarah mulled it over. It sounded like good news. In the afternoon, she manned the counter. Shortly after four, she went into the back room. It's nearly five, so I think I'll be heading out. When she got to her apartment, she'd open a can or a box of something flavourless but quickly prepared, and she'd flop onto her lovely leather couch and make an effort at watching the news. Then she'd head out to Mulligan's. Her impression was that this cycle had remained unbroken year into year. Until that evening, it broke.